I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. You can hang it right at the end when we're done with the questions. Okay. Good evening, good evening. Long time no here to my audience. This is Andrea Horitos part of the Haritos Realty Group with Keller Williams. I am here today, and we are going to have a great podcast, and the discussion and topic is going to be about home inspection. So I have a great home inspector on the line with me today. His name is Wes, or I call him Wes, and he is with Prospect Inspection. So how are we doing tonight, Wes? I'm doing great, Andre. Very good. Just glad to be here. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I'm going to throw out a few questions uh, for you, and hopefully the audience who is out there and listening, and for those who will tune in later um, via my Facebook page, which is Real Estate Real Talk. So you can actually tune in later and uh, listen to this podcast all over again. So let's start. So, Wes. You are based out of Dover, Delaware, as far as your inspection mm-hmm. company. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am, that's correct. Okay. And how long have you been doing inspections, or should I say home inspections? Right. Well, we've our company's been around since uh, 2009, so yeah, about uh, going going over seven years now. Gosh, that's a nice, nice little bit of time. It's definitely well after... We had that market crash, but a great time mm-hmm. to kind of pick, pick business back up. So let's just dive right into it. So the first question that I'm going to throw out there is, what is the purpose of actually having a home inspection done on a buyer and or even a seller on their property? What is, what is the purpose of getting that completed? Sure, yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Well, for... Uh, for a buyer, I mean, the biggest thing with getting a home inspection done is just uh, having someone come in and check out all the major system in the house, just go through the home top and bottom, uh, test everything for function, um, and then give your report afterwards. Um, I mean, to give a brief overview with a home inspection, I mean, we're we're going through the whole house, opening and closing windows, testing outlets opening up electrical panels, running the heating and air systems. We're, you know, running all the plumbing, inspecting the hot water heaters, flushing the toilets, 
And then obviously also um, making sure your inspector goes on the roof <clears throat> is definitely a good question to ask as you're looking around for home inspectors. Getting on the roof is a very important part of the home inspection, as well as uh, getting up in the attic and uh, getting down in the crawl space areas as well. There's going to be a lot of structural components in there, and a lot of people tend not to go in those areas um, once they own the home. Uh, so it's definitely a good uh, time during a home inspection to check those areas out, make sure everything is working properly and everything looks good. I guess the next question that I would ask would, is definitely going to tie into the fact of is it important for a buyer to be present during their home inspection? Yeah, we we definitely recommend a buyer being present. Um, it, although it's not required, it's it's going to be the longest time that the buyer is typically going to be in the house before settlement. Um, an average time frame for an inspection is normally about an hour per square foot and add on a little bit of extra time. So, I mean, you're looking at a minimum of, you know, two hours up to three, four, maybe even five hours, depending on the house and the age and everything that goes into it. So it's a great time to be there with the inspector to follow along. We can show, you know, this is where your filters are to change for your heating and air systems. This is where your main water system is. This is your electrical panel. So there's a lot of good things to learn and just take note of that are going to be important as they move in and take occupancy that just to keep aware, to be aware of and to know, hey, this is, uh, if I have an emergency and a water pipe breaks, this is where I need to turn off my main water. Um, so it's very important, especially if they have any questions or concerns, we can be there and walk them through and explain what we see and how we're going to put it on the report for them. So it just helps make the process very smooth um, and helps eliminate, uh, you know, our reports are very thorough and we have digital photos, but it's not the same if right. you're there to ask a question. So, Right. So here's a, here's a good question, um, and sometimes I, I still get a little stumped over this, but wintertime. So mm -hmm. I'm selling property with the Haridas Realty Group, and here it is. It's wintertime, and I've got a single-family house or a townhome, and the buyer is there ready to do their home inspection air conditioning unit, how do you test and or do you test an air conditioning unit when it's the dead of winter? That is a great question. It's something that comes up quite often, obviously, in the wintertime. Um, I mean, in our area, um, it does get pretty cold. We're in the northeast, so we drop below 60 fairly often. Now, per the state of Delaware uh, standards of practice for home inspectors, a home inspector is not required to test or run the central air system when it's below 60 degrees. And the reason being is because if you run it when it's too cold, there is the potential that you can actually uh, hurt the unit or the, or, or, or the compressor. And obviously a home inspector doesn't want to be liable for running a system when they're not supposed to and you know, having the potential of damage and, and, and being liable. Um, our company is looking at ways to try and get around that, and hopefully this next winter we'll have some a, a way to safely test and run those units, but um, it's just very difficult in the winter time. So what we normally do is we run the uh, the, the, the heat, the check duct work. If it's a heat pump, um, that's normally a good thing because we can run the central air system just with the reverse valve on the heat mode, and it's the same system in reverse. So if you have a heat pump, we pretty much are testing the air conditioning just in a reverse cycle. So there's different ways to look at it, but um, yeah, for like I said, with the state of Delaware, um, they don't require uh, the home uh, the home air conditioning unit be tested when it's below 60 degrees because of that potential is damaging the unit. Right. So I guess the safe bet for myself, when you come across 
a winter property, one of the things mm-hmm. that prior to getting to the point of actually doing the home inspection, when you know it's a winter property, is to kind of negotiate the possibility of the seller paying for a home warranty that come time summer and they've been in the house now for four or five months and the weather is getting ready to break and it's time to actually have the air conditioning unit run, that if they at least have a home warranty and that system was unable to be checked during the winter time, that having a warranty will possibly, you know, take care of some of those costs if the mm-hmm. unit is not, you know, functioning. So that's just one of the things that is out there and available to buyers so that they don't have to have that fear that, oh, what's going to happen when the winter summertime comes and here it is, my air conditioning unit wasn't checked, that we can then possibly go ahead and put into play that um, air conditioning unit. Sure. So, Another good suggestion, um, Andrea, is if, if you do have a homeowner who's booking to list their property, maybe getting a pre-listing inspection when it is warm enough to actually test and run the central air unit so okay. we can come in for the seller and help them, you know, be proactive and fix anything before a buyer comes in and gets their own home inspection. That would give them a list of, okay, this is what would come up if a buyer were to get it. You know, verify your central air system is working while we can test it. Like if you're listing a house in September, for instance. and right. You know, there's no guarantee when it's going to sell. You may move into October, November pretty quickly. It drops below 60, and then you get an offer, and you can't test it. So if you get it done ahead of time, then you can show somebody, hey, you know, we, you may not be able to test it now, but we just had an inspection in September, and we were able to show that it was working um, during that time. So that could be a, a, another avenue, and you obviously brought up another suggestion that that could work as well. That's a good idea. So one of the the things that my team does that when I'm actually setting up perfection with the buyer, I advise and I let my clients know that I personally, as their real estate agent, will not be present during the entire two hours that the home inspection is being performed. And the reason being is a lot of times, which I definitely appreciate most of my clients have a great trust in what it is I'm telling them or advising them or actually teaching them and going through this entire buying process that I try to instill the fact that when you're paying a home inspector to perform a home inspection on a property that you're getting ready to purchase within the next 60 or 90 days, I need for you to be all attention right there with that home inspection and going through that process and listening to everything that he's saying. So a lot of the times the client will gravitate to me and try and almost like a kid feel like, you know, Andre is what he's saying okay and is what he's saying true. And I don't want to be in that position to overstep what the home inspector is advising them in. Sure. So if it's a two hour inspection or whatever, for the most part I come at the latter part. So if it's a two-hour inspection, I'll normally come at the last half hour to 15 minutes of the inspection. I'll call in, say, hey, how are things going, kind of give a little feedback over the phone, and then I'll show up at the end so that I can then hear what the home inspector, such as yourself, is actually explaining to the buyer, and then we can kind of work things out to ease their mind. But my mindset is there's other things that personally, and this is me being truthful, that I could be doing that while you're having faith in the person that you're paying, which is the home inspector, which would be Wes, 
that you need to actually pay it to them. So is that good advice for sometimes real estate agents to not be present for the entire thing, or how do you feel about that? Yeah, well, you do bring up a good point. Um, and, I mean, we do our best to make the, the home buyer feel comfortable or, or your client feel comfortable um, with us and make sure that we're establishing the rapport so they feel free to ask questions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we go through the process of what we're going to be doing for the home inspection and ask them if they do have any specific questions or concerns before we get started so we can pay particular attention to those items. Um, and like you said, with the real estate agent, if they are there, they'll tend to gravitate towards that conversation because they already have a relationship there. Right. Um, and every real estate agent, every home buyer is different. Some real estate agents just come for the beginning and do intros and then leave. Some real estate agents are there for the whole time. Like you said, some people come at the end, and then some realtors just come, uh, don't don't come at all. So um, okay. it is it can be tricky if if a real estate agent is present. You just want to be careful of what you say if we're explaining exactly. something to the client. You don't want to um, make the appearance of, you know, stating something with maybe beyond your level of expertise. And we're really exactly. there to take on and, and, and explain. And all the liabilities on us, you don't want to take any of it back. You want to leave all those things. We're the professionals. We're the licensed home inspectors. And like you said, it's our job to go through with the client and walk them through our part of this transaction. So um, if the real estate agent is, is there, it's, it's good for them to be there to help, you know, facilitate um, anything, but most of them, if they, if they do come, they normally are just there to observe, and they, they aren't a real active part just for, like you said, we're the professional. You want us to be the ones doing the talking and bringing the client through. So everyone does a different thing. There's no hard, set, fast rule. Um, everyone does it a little bit differently, but um, you do just want to be careful with how involved you, you want to get some real estate agents get tempted to try and eliminate any potential fear from the home buyers. Right. We do our best at prospect to make sure that we have what's called a charge neutral approach where we're going to report the facts. We're not going to try and make something seem bigger than what it is or smaller than what it is. So if we see something, we're going to say what we see and make a recommendation based on that. Like for instance, if you go to a doctor, you wouldn't want him to be checking out your heart and say, Oh, you've got a heart murmur. You're going to die in five minutes if you don't go to the hospital. So we don't say, hey, you've got a furnace, there's blowback, it's, this could blow up the house. We're going to say, hey, you've got a furnace, this is what we're seeing. We'd recommend the professional come out and evaluate it and make any recommendations or, or, or repairs as needed or something along those lines. So especially you've got a first-time home buyer, um, what we say is going to have a great impact on their peace of mind, and that's why we're there, to walk them through the process, let them know what the home is, let them know what we find. So we don't want to instill fear into the process. We want to provide knowledge and provide peace of mind and let them know what's going on with the house. Right. That was actually the next question. It was basically me asking how do you ease the mind of most buyers, and you definitely answered that. So let me ask, how are your inspections set up? How are they worded so that it's – is it – easy to understand? Is it something that you're giving to them right then and there, you know, via mm-hmm. a printout? Are you emailing it? How are your inspections set up so that they can understand it to then translate that information over to me as their agent because now it's my responsibility to actually type up an addendum of the required items that my buyer is requesting for that seller to actually repair. So what do your inspection reports look like? 
Sure. Well, our inspection reports, we uh, we break our reports down by different sections. So, for instance, we would have, like, a roof section, an electrical section, a plumbing section. What, what we do with our report um, is try to make it as easy to read as we can. So we have all the information throughout the body of the report, and at the back we have different summary pages um, for the what we would classify as the, the bigger items and then maybe more the minor maintenance items on a, on a different summary. And it's color-coded, and we have pictures attached. Um, so we really try and break it down so it's easy for the buyer to understand. It's easy for the real estate agent to take that information and, like you said, transfer it over to an addendum and then request to, you know, send that on to the listing agent or to the, the, the homeowner to make um, any requested repairs that the buyer has, you know, desired to have. Um, right. That's that's the biggest thing. Um, and with the, the Delaware contracts, where there's a major defect. And, I mean, you are much more familiar with the contracts, so if you want to elaborate on that at all. But that's kind of how we break down our report. And we try to explain it in a way, like I said before, with, the, with our approach is we explain what we see, and then if we feel like there needs to be a further recommendation, then we go from there. A home inspector, he basically is providing the documentation to the buyer and to the real estate agent. And we, if there is a real buyer's agent involved, we'll ask the buyer, hey, are, are you – because um, we need their authorization to release the report to anybody because it's their property. So we'll say, I, I see you're okay. working with Andrea. Um, are you okay if we copy her on it? So she has a copy, so you guys can talk about the results. It'll make it a little smoother. Um, we will always ask that as part of our process just to make sure they're okay with it, and you can have a copy, and, and it helps the transaction move a little quicker. So the cost, what are some of the costs, and what are some of the actual inspections that your company performs? So what would it be the difference possibly between maybe a townhome and a single family? Do you go by square footage? Do you go by bedroom and bath? And based on that cost, are you required to have them pay you up front or is it something down later? Let's break down mm-hmm. the fees. Gotcha. Yes, definitely. Um, I did not answer part of your question in the previous question. That is with our report. Uh, we sent our report out by email um, with okay. the summary. Okay. So um, most companies do email. There's a couple that – do some handwritten reports, I believe. Most of those, most people do have, you know, pictures and everything now. So just to answer that question for you before we move to this okay. one. As far Thanks. as the different prices, um, you know, uh, it's based on square footage. So um, in, in Delaware, um, it's an average price is anywhere from the low to mid threes up to fours, really depending on uh, 400 range is what I'm saying. Um, so our you know, normally our pricing is right around like 330, and it goes up from there based on square footage. Um, so that's you know we're that's probably a good average range. If you've got someone who's way lower or way higher, it's just something to keep in mind. Okay, that's you know uh, just ask them why why is it that far off, and they should be able okay. to provide a good explanation as to maybe they offer something above and beyond, and we offer things that that we think set us apart. And everyone kind of has their own niche, but um. Those are just things to ask for. What do you provide that nobody else offers? Or are you going to, like I said before, are you going to go on the roof? Or do you, when do you deliver the report? What are your certifications? Um, and uh, that's just a good question to ask if a buyer is looking around at them comparing companies just to, uh, you don't want to just choose a home inspector based on price alone. You want to look for the best right. value, what they're providing. This is a big purchase. So you don't want to just go for the, the cheapest bid, the cheapest guy. Um, you want to make sure you're getting a quality inspection from a quality company who's going to stand behind their work. Um, now, having said that, you said as far as the different types of inspections or testing, exactly. um, with the wood-destroying insect, uh, termites being the most common in our area, subterranean termites, 
Um, that's another inspection that we offer. That's checking for any signs of um, infestation, any active or previous signs, if we see any signs of a previous treatment, and then if we recommend treatment or not. Um, in the state of Delaware, to do termite inspections, you're supposed to be a certified pest applicator, which we are. Um, so that's something to ask for. And then um, even though we don't apply pesticides to do those inspections, you do have to obtain that license. Um, and that's just a one-page document with some check boxes, so it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's not too difficult to read. Um, another um, good thing to ask for, I mean, with all of the contracts, you know, when you make an offer, you have to sign off on a write-on disclosure. And depending right. where you are in Delaware can affect how likely or not likely you are. As you tend to get more north in Delaware, you tend to be more prone to radon because um, radon does come from rock in the ground. It's a breakdown of the minerals of uranium, and radon is one of those byproducts, and it can can cause lung cancer. It's the leading cause of lung cancer among non-smokers. Um, and the EPA, they want that level to be below 4.0, what's called a picocuries per liter in the house. So when we do a radon test, we leave it in the house for 48 hours, and it takes a okay. reading every hour. And at the end of that 48 hours, gives us the average. And you want that average to be below 4.0. If it's above that, EPA recommends getting the house um, remediated with a radon mitigation system. So uh, that's kind of the long and short of, of the radon test. And if you have now, a, do you do any mitigating? Uh, do we don't ourselves. We would do, we do, for that. Right. We we do recommend a company. We just do the inspections and the testing. We want to try and be as neutral and non-biased as we can in the process. And not that it's a bad thing if you do, but we just we just do the inspections and the testing because we don't want to say, hey, you know, we found radon and you know we can fix it for this amount. Like we don't want to have any uh, gray lines. So we we just do the testing strictly, and then if it does come back, we can always recommend a company that we've found to be reputable to do that. Perfect. Um, yep. And then if you do have, if you live in more in a rural area, you're looking at a house in a rural area and it has a septic or um, a private well, it's always good to get the water tested for the water quality and then get the septic inspected as well. Um, those can be very important just to make sure those systems are uh, working properly. And DENREC oversees the septics and then the um, there's different EPA limits and for the EPA, um, for water testing parameters. So when they're paying you, are you expecting payment up front? Are you expecting half? Do you put people on a payment arrangement? How much? What are, how are you expecting? To get paid? Yeah, we we normally get paid at the time of inspection. Now, when we do ours, we send um, our emails confirmation out just to make sure that they're aware. Hey, this is when your home inspection is. They can pay ahead of time if they would like, or if they're not going to be there, um, or you can pay on site. We take you know cash, check, or card. Um, so there's there's a variety of of ways to pay, but yeah, typically the uh, the home inspection all, all the all the fees are due at the time of inspection. Gotcha. All right. So here's a great thing that I've heard about your company. I've heard that you have an app. So mm -hmm. I want you to let the public know how this app is working and who it's actually designed for. Sure thing. Um, and thank you for asking. But the, with our app, it's it's. Uh, geared towards real estate agents because they're going to be dealing with multiple transactions. I mean, a home buyer is typically going to be buying a house like every seven years is kind of the average. So they're not, you know, we do have online scheduling that's geared for buyers. So they can go on our website or they can call us, but our website is synced with our calendar. It shows, it shows all our availability. They can pick a spot. Now, the app is Perfect. for real estate agents. 
where they can pull up on their phone with a couple touches of a button and it shows our open slots. They hit that. They put in the basic information. It holds the spot on the calendar. And then we follow up if we need any additional information after that. And the great thing with the app is it's not just for scheduling. It also can pull up if you've done 20 inspections with us or five inspections with us or whatever it is. You can pull up all those inspections you've ever done um, right on your phone without having to look through your email, which I know I'm sure you can uh, oh, yes. attest yeah. to when you when you pull up your inbox with 10,000 emails. It's not always the easiest to find. So if you're right. going to settlement and the title company needs the inspection or whoever needs the WDI report, you can just pull it up right on your phone and then forward the email from there without having to go through your inbox. So it's another tool that we have to try and make the process easy, to try and, you know, instill peace of mind with the home buying experience for all parties. You know, we always try to consider, you know, the home buyer, the real estate agent that's for the buyer, the listing agent, and then the homeowner making sure we're treating the home like it was ours, that we're treating the home inspection like we're doing it for our family and I'm making sure we're taking care of everybody in the process. So that's that's what we try to hold ourselves to. All right, we have about a good five minutes left. So here's a question that just popped popped up here in the brain of mine. Um, when you do your inspection and we selected the items that we would like for the seller to address and repair, so now we're, you know, a week away from closing and we've had a leaky faucet, we've had a couple of GFIs that need to be corrected, and we've had some loose shingles that need to be taken care of um, on the roof. Do you actually go back out once the seller has repaired those items and quite naturally receipts are obtained at closing, but for the buyer's safety or for their fear factor to be reduced, do you, as the home inspector, go back out to make sure that those items that you you know that you put on the report and they said that they want to have repaired, do you go back and and check those items for them, for the buyer? We we certainly can. Um, there there's different points of view on it, um, Andrea. Some some home mm-hmm. inspectors um, don't want to go back and do reinspections, I and mean, we always recommend. Okay that any repairs be done by a professional and then get documentation from the homeowner that the repairs were done by a professional. So you just it, it's always good to make sure that um, the homeowner, didn't, you know, if they have no qualifications, that they tried to repair it themselves. You want to make sure it's done by a professional. So if you have documentation that you had the GFCIs, for instance, the example that you brought up, they had an electrician come out and take care of it, and you have an invoice showing that they fixed it. That, that should be good and almost every case. Now, if the buyer is still apprehensive about it, we can come back and do a reinspection. Um, there is a reinspection fee for that, but we can okay. come back and, and do the, the items that they're requesting and then give them a new report based on what we find. And when we're going back okay. to do a reinspection, we're going back and looking at the items and seeing, okay, would this be a write-up if we were doing it today? So we want to say, hey, was this fixed? And it's not necessarily grading the quality of the repair as much as okay. it is, is, this, is the item functional now. So that's where a reinspection can be tricky because some, the purpose of a home inspection is not to improve a property, just to make sure that everything is functioning the way it's intended and checking for safety things. So there's a lot of misconceptions with the home industry. Um, like, you know, we can't see behind the walls. We don't tear down drywall like right, you know, a right. lot of the, the popular show like Mike Holmes, which he's brought a lot of awareness <laughs> to it. But um, a lot of people expect you to come in and, you know, tear things apart like he does, and it's it's not what a, a – 
average home inspection is, not what a, a standard home inspection is, I should say. Okay. And what would you say is the average price point for a reinspection? And how much oh, time do we yeah. should we give you to come back out and do that? A week well, before closing, it, three days? Okay, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, it really depends on, I mean, as soon as you know it's ready to go, I mean, it would probably be good to do it then just so you're not under um, the time crunch as much. Um, but, I mean, we've done it as soon as early, as late as the same day as settlement, which obviously, you know, can be stressful for everybody, right. um, especially if something wasn't fixed. Um, so, but a, a reinspection as far as the time frame it takes really depends on how many items. I mean, I've done a reinspection for as many, for as little as one items and for as many as like over 30 items. So it really just depends on the house and what came up in the home inspection. But um, it's good to have as much time as you can because you don't, when you call, if you need something the same day or the next day, we try to obviously have availability. But if you're that tight, a home inspector may not always be able to come out that quick. And obviously you don't want to delay settlement um, for something like that. Exactly. And be the headache for me. Right. So give me the areas um, or even the additional states that you actually service as we're wrapping up this call. Let us know, you know, where, what areas you service, whether it be Delaware, Jersey, and then throw out a phone number, throw out a website so that my callers can actually hear that and, and listen to it again. So speak slowly so they can go ahead and type it out. But we'll also post it on our um, Facebook fan page, which is the Real Estate Real Talk. But go ahead. Let us know what, what areas you service and your phone number that they can actually reach out and the email address. Sure thing. Um, well, we, we service the entire state of Delaware right now. Um, our okay. office phone number is uh, 302-0110. Um, you can reach us there. We also have a backup uh, call center for if our office is closed. So you can schedule with us as late as 11 o'clock at night. Um, and then our website is pro specs de.com so that's uh, p as in paul r o dash spec s as in sam p as in paul e c t as in tom doc uh, de as in delaware so pro dash spec de.com is our website and you can schedule on there as well as additional additional information um, we do have a facebook page where we post articles and um, pictures that we find live from the from the field so uh, there was just one posted today of me going into a very tight crawl space because um, thin enough to do that, but uh, so just things of that nature that we also have resources available. All right, and then the last thing that I'm going to be telling me, you do have a Spanish-speaking inspector. Yes, we do. Um, his name is Edgar Martinez. So we uh, we have been getting a lot of requests for that, where we've had some agents that speak Spanish and they have to come to translate a lot. So we really looked for one, and we found a great guy. Um, who does speak Spanish, who will do a quality inspection as well. So our team okay. is uh, four, in, four inspectors, and we we service the entire state. Right. Well, I truly appreciate that, and I appreciate the opportunity to be able to share this information with my clients. Hopefully everyone who's listening will now be educated, and a lot of agents will often reach out to you with that information. So, again, this is Andre Javito with, Keller Williams Realty, part of the Haritos Realty Group. My husband, Michael Haritos, and I have been in business for over 17 years. Our office is located at 56 West Main Street, and that's in Christiana, Delaware, 19702. You can reach me on my cell. My number is 
354-4271. Thanks for listening. Um, look for me to do another great podcast sometime in August. And definitely go to our fan page, which is Real Estate Real Talk. Or you can go to my fan page um, or my real estate page, which is Andrea Paritos. And that's spelled H as in Harry, A-R-I-T-O-S. Love you guys, and thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com, All right, Radio, and Facebook. I appreciate that.